everybody. Thanks for listening to the Adulting is Easy podcast, where we make adulting easier by making money easier. This is your host, Lauren. I'm joined today by Brian Lubin, an entrepreneur, podcaster, and real estate investor out of Atlanta, Georgia. He started a DJ company in college. During his career, he made it to the top of a Fortune 500 company in their sales organization, only to realize quickly, like much of us do, that living the corporate America life wasn't for him. Brian now runs a successful podcast called The Action Academy, where he talks to seven, eight, and nine-figure entrepreneurs on how to earn freedom in life and business. Through his podcast, Cash Flowing Real Estate, and his media company, he has the financial freedom to do what he wants, when he wants, with who he wants. Brian left his corporate job in March 2022, hopping on a one-way flight and traveling the world for six months straight. His new mission is to help one million other people do the same through the Action Academy. Thanks for joining me, Brian. Thanks for having me. This has been uh, an awesome, awesome journey. And it has been really, really cool to hear that over and over again, is to hear that intro and realize, hey, like I did the dang thing, right? Because we listen to a lot of podcasts, we read a lot of books, and it's just like, okay, like, am I actually going to be one of those that did it and that made it happen? And it's it's cool to be on the other side of it now, um, years down the road, and realize that it actually did. So yeah. And I'm actually in Austin, Texas now because I, I stopped traveling around the world. Um, I did like seven months at the end of it and then went back to Atlanta. And I realized I was like, wait, why am I in Atlanta? I was like, I don't want to be in Atlanta anymore. I want to be in Austin, Texas. So I flew over to Austin, Texas that next month, got an apartment, fully furnished it from scratch. And now we're over here. So I'm excited to get into every single part of the journey and earn every single minute that the audience is listening to me today. I got guys, I promise I'm not going to waste any of your time. No, you're not. And it, reading that, much like you said, I'm like, wow, this is awesome. This is awesome. This is awesome. And we'll do the best we can. We're trying yeah. to keep these, you know, less than less than an hour. Uh, so we'll <laughs> see. We could talk for hours about this, but uh, we're both podcasters, right? Talking is what we do. So uh, let me go ahead and pay the bills with our Hemlane ad here. Thank you, Hemlane, for your sponsorship. And let's talk about property management software that's a little bit different. Software doesn't really solve all of your problems, but that's why Hemlane's property management software provides 24-7 repair coordination. That's right. You can use your own service professionals or tap into their licensed network. Second, many of you may be investing out of state. Hemlane connects you with licensed leasing agents and other tenant placement services to help you find and place a tenant. And third, Hemlane is ranked number one by Gartner with 4.8 out of five star reviews. So they're pretty legit. Visit www.hemlane.com. And don't forget to mention to Hemlane that you heard them through adulting is easy. Hemlane will dramatically improve your property management. And I will put a link in the show notes as well. So our goal, as always, is to make adulting easier by discussing a personal finance topic, since managing money is a huge, gigantic part of adulting. So Brian, you were kind enough to agree to share your story and what led you to financial freedom and leaving corporate America at 27 years old. First of all, congrats on doing that, on doing the thing, and congrats on becoming a millionaire. That's huge. Yeah, that just happened. Like, what the heck? That came out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, yeah. yeah, if you have any stocks, you're like, 22, 2022. Wow, that stuck. 2023 stocks. Uh, you're like, oh, yeah, I remember I why have, I have stocks. <laughs> I actually only have about five or ten percent in stock. Most of mine is in real estate, and then my company valuation and in cash or cash equivalents. So cool. So, so cool. Yeah, yeah, it was really fun. I was like, oh, holy crap! Wait, hold on a second. Like, I was checking my net worth. So the story that she's telling is, I, I was at a mastermind event. All of us go over net worths and our personal finances and everything. So you have them on this sheet, and I was going over it, and I was just like, oh, holy crap! I was like, I, I did it. I, I'm a millionaire. 
And I thought that like the stars would like shine brighter and like the colors would be brighter and birds would and, like there'd be like confetti. Like I didn't know where the confetti would come from, but I thought it was coming from somewhere. Um, it doesn't. Um, but pretty cool. Pretty cool for a podcast, huh? <laughs> yeah, I think it's awesome. I, I had the same feeling. I had a very similar feeling when I hit million net worth to when I got $100,000 for the first time at my job. And I was yeah. like, this feels the same as yesterday. I'm the same person with the same life, right? So, uh, but I like to celebrate it. I like to mark the occasion. Can you retire off of a million dollars? Some people can completely pull the plug, pull the cord, whatever. I had Steve on speed recently and he was able to do that. Um, but, you know, you need, I think I need more than that, but I think it's a good stepping stone and it's, it's worth celebrating. And I don't care what anybody says. A million dollars is a lot of money. Yeah. But also that's just like, people have to remember, like, that's just net worth like now. Um, so I'm not one of the really financial independent retire early people. That's just like, I want to have a million dollars in stocks and just live off of 4% safe withdrawal. That's not really my jam. My whole thing is going and get enough passive income and cash flow. That's like super fun and sexy. And then figuring out, okay, cool. I have all this coming in. Um, now I can literally do what I want, when I want with who I want. And then you can still focus on what's called passionate income. So like, that's my freaking jam is figuring out like, okay, I've got the passive income, but how do I build a business around something that I'm super, super pumped up about and make money from that? And whenever you like kind of put your heads above like the clouds of uh, financial gravity, whenever you're in your day job, your W2, your nine to five, once you finally have that time back to really sit and like process and think about like what actually fires me up, then that's the time that you can be like, okay, no, I know what fires me up. I've got this topic identified. Now, how do I build revenue from this source? And then that's when you really, really have fun with life. Because here's the here's the thing nobody will tell you, uh, ladies and gentlemen, is like you're on your journey to financial independence. But if you are the type of person that will achieve financial independence, which I'm making the assumption that all of you are, you aren't built in a way that you will be okay with laying on a beach all day. It's just not going to happen. I did it. I lived in Greece for a freaking month. I lived in Mykonos, Santorini, Crete. You get hung over and sunburned after two weeks and you're, you want to progress. You want to make new goals, build new businesses, invest. So it's really important to figure out what fires you up and figure out what you want to actually spend your time doing because people say, oh, I'd spend more time with my family and I would travel. And I'm like, gotcha. But when you travel full time and you're spending all your time with your family, you're still going to need some purpose and meaning. So what's next? Yeah, the kind of people that are driven enough to achieve financial independence at a young age, they're very disciplined types. They're also very driven. Mm -hmm. They're obviously ambitious. Those people, I think for the most part, don't just turn it off one day and they're like, you all right, now I'm no. really done. And so I love that passionate income. I do want to ask, we heard in your bio, you went to college. We know you're an entrepreneur now. Mm -hmm. You went to college, you got the sales job. Do you recommend college? Do you recommend nine to fives? I mean, yeah, in the beginning. Like, I wouldn't have learned all the skills that I have today if I didn't do it. Clarify the clarify the positioning of the question. Are we speaking to somebody that is 18 years old that's about to go to college? Or who are we speaking to with that? I was asking a little bit about, we always ask this question on money, Twitter and whatever. What would you tell your 18-year-old self, right? Do you think that 18-year-olds, do you think college is valuable? Do you think that that's something that they should still do? Or if you could go back, would you jump right into entrepreneurship? 
I'm glad I did college because I got to be on my own for the first time. I got to experience everything. I got to do the social thing. I did the fraternity thing. It taught me how to deal with people and interact and engage with new ideas. Like that's, I think that's the the secret sauce of college. Now, if you were to rephrase the question to, will my future children go to college? Um, not entirely sure, but they're going to have the optionality and that's important. Like they'll have the money there because what I'm going to do is I'm going to buy a rental property. I'm going to put it on an 18 year note, have a tenant pay it off. And then by the time that my kid is ready to go to college, they'll have $300,000, $400,000 in cash to where they can either sell the property, go to college, or they can continue with entrepreneurship and have that property sitting there for them. And that's the Brandon Turner method. I didn't come up with that, but yeah, college college served its purpose for me. You know, I did four and a half years. I almost did a victory lap and uh, jumped <laughs> into the corporate. Um, I was in corporate America for four and a half years, um, which felt like an eternity, but some people do 65, so they do 40 <laughs> years, right? Um, I made it to the top. So I built a lot of the skills and a lot of the discipline I needed to help me in the entrepreneurship game uh, while I was in corporate America. And so I would tell people that you do want to be where your feet are. You don't want to be half-assing your corporate job and then just be like, oh, if I half-ass this, then I'll full-ass entrepreneurship. I don't think you will. Um, You need Mm. to be really freaking good. And the reason that I was able to start focusing on entrepreneurship was because I was so dang good at my job that it was undeniable. I was the top sales rep. They were grooming me to be the vice president of sales. Um, I was making over $200,000 as a 24, 25, 26-year-old. And so obviously that was difficult to leave as well. But some advice that I can give to people that are in that position, in that job, and they're looking to slowly make their exit, um, I would avoid what's called binary thinking to where you're like, okay, this or that, I either have a job or I need a quick cold turkey. Wouldn't do that. What I would do is a slow, gradual approach where first you focus 20% of your additional time on the side hustle, on learning about real estate. Then you do 30%, then 40%, then 50%. Once you get up to 50% of your time being spent on the side hustle and it's starting to produce revenue, then that's when you can start being safe to dip. But you can you can accomplish that, especially if you're in sales, by just being more efficient. Hire, I hired a virtual assistant in my job without them even knowing it. Right. So she was doing a lot of my work. I was kind of arbitraging it. Um, but yeah, so... I left that corporate job in almost a year ago. So it's coming up on a year anniversary. So I'll probably do something special for that. That's so cool. So what did people think? If you're being groomed to be VP of sales and you're young, nobody's thinking, you know what? This guy is on the verge of retirement. He's on the verge of leaving. He's he's not going to have a career. Were people shocked? How'd that go? Yeah. Everyone <laughs> told me I was an idiot. My mom told me I was an idiot. My uh, <laughs> friends told me I was an idiot. I will say. Um, to zoom it back a little bit, I started investing in real estate and I created what was called my vivid vision of all this that I was going to do. I called my shot a year and a half before I left. So that's when I started buying real estate. That's when I started writing down and putting the vision board. I even had the vision board in my freaking cubicle. It was a running joke because the podcast started in October of 2021. So I was doing the podcast for like six months while I was employed. And each episode of the podcast was like, okay, countdown, uh, four-month countdown to me quit my job, three-month countdown to me quit my job. And the running joke was nobody in corporate America would listen to my podcast because they didn't care about it. And so I was just like, it was a running joke. But um, it was uh, by when I started buying real estate, everyone told me how stupid I was. But by the time I left my job, everyone was like, eh, that makes sense. But in the beginning, 
um, don't expect people to be on board. Like don't expect for, don't look for support from your normal peers. You need to get new peers um, in the financial independence community, in mastermind groups, through coaches. Like that's a necessity. So what does your mom think now? Well, both her and everyone else that knows me kind of expects me to do anything I say now. Nice. Because I've, I've earned it, right? I've called my shot and I've made it happen. And I did the same thing with the podcast. I did the same thing with my business. And I said, hey guys, um, I'm going to go quit my job, travel around the world full time. That's what I'm going to do. And everyone's like, okay, cool. Sounds fun. Good luck, buddy. <laughs> and then all of a sudden they look up and I'm in, I'm in Greece and all of a sudden I'm in Barcelona for a month and I'm living in Brazil for three months. And then I'm in uh, Budapest and they're like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. You actually did it. And then I said, Hey guys, now I'm going to build this big old business. I'm going to build a $10 million business in two years. This is, I'm going to do it. And I was like, all right, man, must be nice. And then I built a hundred thousand dollar business in 10 weeks. And they were like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Now we, tr- now we believe you. So now whenever I tell my mom to, that I'm doing something, she's just like, okay, cool. That sounds fun. <laughs> I'll support you. So you've used <laughs> the word earn a few times. Yeah. What's that mindset? Where does that come from? Well, yeah. I mean, you earn the right to do everything. So you can't just live a sexy life unless you earn the ability. I don't believe in follow your passion and the profit will come. I think that's stupid. I think that's complete, fully crap, completely full of crap. And I'm somebody that preaches um, about financial freedom and following your passion, right? So it's earned. So the first thing that you got to do, if you're sitting in that corporate position, you're sitting in that job, you have to create a freaking vision because all we talk about on these podcasts is the vehicles. All we talk about is the, the cars, the trains, the planes, the automobiles that get you to a destination. Nobody effing talks about the def- destination. All right. So yeah. nobody knows what they want. All they know is, oh, I want to be financially independent off of $10,000 a month so I can go spend time with family and travel the world. Does that ring true mm-hmm. to you? Where have you heard it's that before, right? Everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> everywhere. So you think that you've got this wonderlust and that's your sexy and unique. You're not. Everyone's saying the same thing. So the question is, the million dollar question is, what do you want? Like, what does your big, exciting life look like? And maybe that's not traveling around the world. Maybe you want that freaking dream home in Vermont. Maybe you wake up in the morning and you look, you walk out on your balcony and you've got this giant wraparound porch and you can see the woods for miles and miles and miles ahead of you. And all your day is in the beginning, you're uninterrupted. You're doing your creative work. And in the end of the day, you're spending time with your kids when they come home from school, you're with them for this amount of time. And then you and your wife are going to go out in the hot tub that you have. And then you're going to go down to the lake and you're going to go out in the boat with the family and see the sunset. That's the level of detail that you need. I had that level of detail to the hotel room that I was going to book for $2,000 a night in Mykonos. And I did it. And I had it printed out on a vision board and I had it written out in a document. And so that's the first step you have to do is figure out if you had all the money in the world three years from now, like what would your life look like? And then that's how you operate. All right. So it's two ways to get what you want. It's the art of, uh, there's the uh, science of achievement and the art of fulfillment. So you start with the art and you work it backwards through the science. All right. So people try to woo woo, spiritualize everything. Like the art is the spiritualization and it's the vision board and it's where you're heading. That's the destination. And then we figure out what car we want to get in to drive there. And then the vehicles are Airbnb, flipping, multifamily, commercial, cash flow and businesses, car wash, laundromats, all that different stuff. That's the how. And that's the easy part. And why is it easy? Because it's been done before, documented by millions of people. So it's very simple when you actually like follow the playbook. 
But the hard part is figuring out where you're going. So listening to your talk, obviously you're incredibly passionate. You're an entrepreneur. I've had a few entrepreneurs. I feel like there's a little bit of a type when people are entrepreneurial. But I always wonder this, were you always entrepreneurial? Were you always good with money? Were you all like, what, when did all this start? Or did did you come out of the womb talking like this? (laughs) No, Um, I'm a, I'm a combination of all of my mentors and all of my coaches and all the people that I surround myself with. So um, I'm nothing without them. So my drive existed before when I was in corporate America, I was like, okay, I'm going to take over the world. I'm going to be the best. You're telling me I can't be the top in a year. Screw you. I'm going to figure it out. Um, but then just figuring out the, the power of peers, partners, and mentors that I just got surrounded and immersed in different worlds of multimillionaires and entrepreneurs and real estate investors. And they took me under their wing and said, this guy does stuff. You know, this guy really takes action. He does what he says. So we're going to take him under our wing and put time and energy and effort into him. So a piece of advice I would give to people, everyone says, how do I find a mentor? How do I find a mentor? How do I find a community? Um, I can't seem to find it. It's because you're thinking about you, 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 and you don't have value to offer to anybody. All right. So here's how you offer value to somebody that uh, doesn't need you. All right. So first off, everyone comes and they come to me now and they say, Brian, Brian, I'll do anything you hate doing for free. Like I'll work for you for free. I'll help you for free. What does that mean? I don't know what you're good at and I don't know what I need help with. So here's what you do. I'm not going to give you guys problems without giving you solutions. So what you do is you go figure out a, who do you want to become specifically? Because then that will fire off your reticular activating system in your brain to where you start noticing that person everywhere. So you're going to say, okay, I want to be a multifamily investor that's really present with his family that's also traveling around the world. All of a sudden, you'll start seeing multifamily investors that are traveling around the world. So what you do is you go follow that person and you go engage with all their content. You engage with their stuff. You like their Facebook posts. You comment on Twitter. You like their Instagrams. You say you share their stuff on your story. You share the podcast on your story and you tag them and you say, this is the best episode ever. And you wait and you watch and you make little micro deposits. And then one day they're going to have a problem, a specific problem. And that specific problem you've been waiting for for months. All right. And now you're going to attack that specific problem with a very specific solution. And then your approach, you only have one shot. You're going to come in short, sweet, to the point. You're going to say, hey, I've been following you forever. And they've seen your name popping up in their content. You say, you have this specific problem. Here's how I can specifically help you. I will do it for free. Here's how I'm going to do it. Just want to help out. No expectation of return. All right. And then they're going to say, this person is the best person ever. And then what they're probably going to do is they'll take you up on it. And then they'll, if they're worth their salt, they're going to give you some type of test. And then they're going to say, okay, cool. Thank you for doing that. Um, now, I know you want my coaching, but go read this book first. All right. So then what you're going to do is you're going to go read the freaking book immediately. Then you're going to take a picture of it. You're going to document that you read it. You're going to send your top tick tips and takeaways that you got from the book. You're going to send it back to the freaking person. You're going to document what you did and that you took action. Then that person is going to say, okay, this person adds value and does what I say. So they are safe to deposit value into. And then you will have a freaking fire hydrant of value poured into you by a mentor. That's how you do it. Love it. And that is so true. I I have been known to test people here and there. And I'm telling people all the time, people ask me about books. I've read a lot of books, way more books than most people read, not more than like some 
like I think Curtis Haney reads like one a week. Like I'm not that crazy, but and I they're like, well, what book do you recommend? And I say it, and they never send me a picture of it. I never, I never hear a synopsis. I never don't even read it back. No, do you know I posted a tweet recently and I was like, you know, I'm just a girl waiting for somebody to read a book I recommend. You know what I mean? And if somebody did that, then I know they're gonna put time into it. You know, so Mm -hmm. that that's such a good point. And I was thinking about literally, literally the book thing as you were saying that. Most so people I just say no to now. I just, I'm like, just right. no. You have to. You have, <laughs> yeah. there's, there, there's not enough time. There's just not enough time. Um, But up front, you mentioned, or up top, you mentioned that you're not in Atlanta anymore, right? That you're in Austin. Does that have anything to do with trying to surround yourself by the right people, with the right people? Thousand percent. So I think environment matters. I didn't used to think that. And I lived in the basement of my house act for three years. And I was just like, oh, I'm very content down here. This is safe. I live for free. I have no expenses. I'm not going to get the fancy apartment, you know, because that's going to be fixed expenses. And I don't need those because I have financial freedom. But then I thought about it. and I was like, wait, I have financial freedom. Like, it's time. Like, because what happened was one of my friends was moving to Austin. All my mentors are in Austin. All the people I look up to are in Austin. And I said, my friend's like, hey, yeah, I'm moving. He's like, you should come visit. And I was like, yeah, I should. He's like, actually, you should just move here. And I was like, ah, oh, bro, I can't do that. I'm house hacking. He goes, well, if you just moved out and you rented out that other unit, that'd basically cover half of the rent. I was like, huh. And he's like, yeah, you couldn't afford it, dude. It's like, you've earned it. <laughs> and I thought about it and I was like, you're right. So now um, I was so frugal for so long and now I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum to where I'm like, okay, I want to be an income generation machine to where I don't even <laughs> think about it. Like it just comes in and just flows and then I've got, I've got a freaking handle on it now. So yeah. So I moved to Austin, got a really cool apartment. I built a podcast studio up here with a light that's entirely too bright shining <laughs> in my face right now. And it's a freaking dream. And I'm right down the street from all my mentors. I've already met some insane people. Um, that I've become friends with since being here. And the question I asked was, I was like, okay, like, is this worth the amount of money that I'm going to spend? I was like, if I'm spending $2,500 a month in an apartment, I was like, that's 30,000 a year. I was like, so am I going to get an ROI on 30,000 a year? Is this an investment that's going to yield a return, right? And the answer was undoubtedly yes, but that's not what I, where I would recommend people starting. I'd recommend starting with the cash flowing assets that will cover what you want. I'm fine with you getting a BMW if you want a BMW, but get the freaking rental properties that give you the cash flow to make the car payment. Capiche, capiche, right? (laughs) That's how you play the game. I I don't need you to eat potatoes, beans, and rice every day. But if you want something nice, ask, okay, how much cash flow is this going to take? And then go find it passively in an investment that appreciates and builds your net worth as you can pay off the other things. So now I essentially still live for free, but I just use my real estate cash flow to cover this. So I'm glad you brought up the real estate. We know that you left corporate America to work on, you know, Action Academy. But how yeah. much did real estate help you do that? Yeah, that's what got me out. So there, so there's a couple steps to this. So I'll, I'll say them really, really quickly um, because you guys are listening to me drone on. So I'll be really specific and tactical. Um, so first, create your vision. Second, create your financial foundation. So your financial foundation is unsexy stuff that's not going to fire you up. It's not going to be exciting. It's not going to be really cool to post on Instagram, but it gets you your freaking cash flow. All right. So don't talk to me about, I'm going to go follow my passion of exotic dance. You haven't earned it yet, bro. Or you haven't done it yet. So I got 
cash flowing rental properties. I did the house hack method, which is you live in one side of the house, you rent the other bedrooms out, 3% down conventional, 5% down conventional for my second one. I transitioned both properties into co-living properties to where I rented by the room, uh, produces way more cash flow. The bed, the houses I look for are five bed, four bathroom, conventional MLS properties, um, twenty seven hundred square feet or more. Uh, what they look like are three bed, two bath on the top. Bottom is two one or two two, and they have to have two kitchens because it costs twenty thousand dollars to make a new, build a new kitchen. So they have what's called in law suites. So yeah. I would live in the in law suite and I would rent the other in one bedroom. I'd rent the other bedroom out. And rent the upstairs as a three-two separate. So they were essentially duplexes in a market that didn't really have duplexes. So yep. if you have a market where you're like, I can't find a duplex, I can't find a triplex, you have to be creative. All right. And so that's what I did in the North Atlanta market. Um, that popped out about sixteen hundred net cash flow uh, per property. Thirty-six. Well, yeah, about thirty. Yeah, thirty-three hundred net total income coming in cash flow after capex, PTI, all that stuff. Um, and yes, I paid mortgage insurance. It really doesn't freaking matter, guys. You can have 20% equity and then you could just refinance it out. Like it's very, very simple. So don't worry about that. It's all about cash on cash return. So for me, I'm like, okay, what is my return on the cash that I put into this deal? And both deals, I put like maybe 30,000 in. So massive, massive cash on cash return. I've over 100, 100% cash on cash return by this point. So that's how I started it. And then I built the podcast and the podcast became this big, sexy business accidentally after I had my foundation set because I was living for free, don't have college debt, don't have car payment. I buy all my cars cash. So all of a sudden I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm kind of covered, but I make $200,000 a year. I'm used to some fun money, right? So I'm like, okay, well, I need more than $4,000 kind of a month coming in to go travel around the world. That's where the podcast comes in. Where we could talk about that if you want to, or we can skip past it. No, go ahead. Okay. So how I made money from my podcast is there's two different ways you make money from a show. Now, I'm not going to make this to be a podcast about making money on a podcast because that's not going to apply to you guys. But to really quickly gloss over it, two ways you make money, CPM, CPA, CPM, cost per mil, cost per thousand downloads. Lauren does this ad that she just did and per thousand downloads, she gets paid $25, $50, whatever have you. Um, affiliates, CPA, cost per affiliate, cost per acquisition. That's where you uh, list a product or a service. Somebody signs up from your show, you get a percentage. Simple, simple. So I did CPA. I did affiliates for $10,000 masterminds, $10,000 coaches, which I was already paying for. A bunch of people signed up, um, unbeknownst to me, until the coach and the mastermind both reached out to me and said, dude, keep doing whatever you're doing. We got a bunch of people joining from your Action Academy podcast, man. This is freaking sick. I was like, how about 10%? That's way sicker. And they're like, okay. And uh, then oops, that turned into about $10,000 a month coming in on top of the real estate. And I said, like, now we're playing ball. And so now I identify as a freaking media company owner that happens to dabble in real estate instead of a real estate investor that happens to have a podcast because cash flow online is way more fun and way faster. Um, because now I've built a back-end community on top of my podcast. And then now that prints out like 50 to 60,000 a month. That's way more fun. How much real estate would that take to print that out? Like, that's my question. So we can go into like the actual business side of that if you want to, if you think it'd provide value. Sure, go ahead. All right. So 
my entire business model, which any of you can copy, um, I won't say for free. You can Venmo me nine ninety nine uh, for this for this free game, but uh, at Brian Lubin. But uh, no, my entire business model is I give all the information out for free on my podcast, and then I pay for and you pay for execution. If information was the answer, we'd all be billionaires with six pack abs. Information is not the answer. So I take all the information that most people put in their paid masterminds, and I have those same people that teach in those masterminds on the podcast for free saying, here's how you do Airbnb. Here's how you buy 200 units in one year. Here's how I built a $50 million portfolio. They just straight up give you the playbook on the podcast. Like that's my jam for free. But if I do a call with you and I give you, I'm like, okay, you want to get 100 units of multifamily. Okay, here's how you find units. Here's how you acquire units. Here's acquisition. Here's reposition. Here's how you um, remodel all the units step-by-step. Here's how you budget for it. Here's how you do disposition. Here's how you exit the units. Like Here's step-by-step how you do it. You're still not going to do it because you don't have the system standards or processes or accountability in the community around you to support the goals that you've set because you're not familiar with that. You don't have the operating procedures. So I come in with Action Academy community. And then when you join that, then you're smack dab in the middle of a bunch of people that are trying to leave their job. So that's the back end business is the mastermind. So you join that. And then that's where I have everyone in there, like creating their visions, creating their goals, holding each other accountable. Like that's where it gets super fun because then you're in a weekly meeting and you're like, okay, here's my weekly goals right here. And you have to put them in front of five or six other people. And you're like, here they are. And they say, okay, cool. You only did half of them. So you don't really care about accomplishing your goal for your family (laughs) and for financial freedom, right? Right. You only did half. Right. Because when it comes to goal setting, people, what we focus on is the end result, which is called a lag metric. What you need to focus on is a lead indicator, a lead uh, metric. So a lead and a lag, a a great way to personify this is weight loss. People say, I want to lose 20 pounds. And so when you're measuring your progress and seeing if you're doing a good job, you're like, okay, I lost two pounds this week. I lost five pounds this week. I lost one pound this week. That's not the stuff you need to track. That's a result of inputs. What you need to track are the measurable inputs. How many times you go to the gym? How many calories did you eat? How many gallons of water did you drink? How many hours of cardio did you do? How many days on your diet did you participate in? That's what you need to track. Same thing with real estate. So you're not tracking how many units did I acquire? You said, how many cold calls did I do this week? How many properties did I underwrite? How many offers did I send? How many mailers did I put out? That's the stuff that you need to track. So that's the stuff we track in the community. We help people walk through that process because it's pretty wonky. But I've got my entire life down broken into about 10 different KPIs that I focus on each and every week. And they hold me accountable too to it. So I have to practice what I preach. Yeah, absolutely. When I do one-on-one coaching, which that wasn't a goal that I had, but enough people reached out, I started doing that. And I feel often what the person really needs, they know what they need to do. They're just looking to somebody kind of validate it and keep them along the path. Mm-hmm. And so and to your point, trainer. yeah, exactly. And and I do this with social media too. Even I think it was last night, my husband's like, so what's your goal for Twitter? And I'm like, my goal is to tweet 15 times a week. And my goal for Instagram yeah, this one. year is to do 20, 200 Instagram posts this year, right? Because I did like three Sick, last year, yep. right? I was like, those are my goals. What comes from it comes from it, right? And I have, um, I'm part of a community, a Discord called Cashflow University. And so all of the affiliates and all the contributors, the teachers, we have a group chat and we kind of keep each other accountable and they're teaching me things and I'm teaching them things. And it's so true. 
your life can compound too, right? Not just your money, but your life and your skills and who you are as a person if you put yourself in those right situations. So I think it's incredible. I mean, you really went for it. You're like, no, not only, I'm not even just going to do it online. I'm going to freaking move to Austin. I'm going to surround myself with the right people. Yeah, no, and 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 it's it's crazy because um in in the community too, like what we did, and feel free to steal this people. Like if you have a community, I kick people out if they're not doing anything. Nobody does that. Everyone I, else like everyone yep. else like give me your money, give me your money. I want all your money. Give me your credit cards. Yeah, you can sit yeah. around in here and not do anything. Yep. No, in my community, if it's forty five days and you're not on the Zoom calls, you're not on your group calls, you're not in your coaching, you're not watching recordings, you're not interacting, liking, commenting anything, then we're gonna have a three point conversation. First call is gonna be with my assistant. She's gonna say, "Hey, is everything okay? Like, what's going on?" Second call is gonna be for me. Hey, get your act together. Like, or you're about to be out of here. Third call. Hey, thank you so much. Here's your refund. You're out of here. We have no place for you because people spectate. People listen to these podcasts and they don't do anything. They read the book next book and they don't do anything. You need to act. And what happens is we all have this analysis paralysis, right? Familiar concept to you guys. Maybe you succumb to it a little bit from time to time. So what happens with analysis paralysis is because you're searching for this confidence, right? And you're searching out in the stratosphere and you're trying to pull confidence out of thin air so that you can take action to buy that rental property, to buy that multifamily, to buy that business. The reality is you're not going to find confidence until you act. So everyone thinks that confidence will yield action, but the reality is that action yields confidence. So how do you become really confident on the phone cold calling? Make a thousand cold calls. How do you get (laughs) confident taking down a rental property? Analyze a hundred deals. You will be able to read that like the back of your freaking hand in five minutes and say, that's a screaming deal. That's crap, right? So the reality is you have all this analysis paralysis when the reality is you just need to do the small, really, really minute actions, and then you'll become more confident than anything. And that's why I speak the way that I speak, but the way my tonalities and how I carry myself, because I do so much work that becomes undeniable. So that's, that's the goal is how can you produce so much effort and so much work that your success becomes undeniable? Yep. And you build habits and you get consistent and then you get on that flywheel of life and kind of everything Mm -hmm. gets a little bit easier. And that's what I've noticed too. Just taking my example I just used, right? Twitter was hard for me at first, even like Mm -hmm. writing the right tweet, writing the right thread, knowing how much to do it when. And then over the last year or so, that became a lot easier. So now what am I doing? Now I'm going to learn Instagram, but I don't know that I could have picked them both up at the same time. Right. But as, so I find as I get good at different things, then there's more and more and more that I can do. And that's why I can have 12 rentals, have a podcast, do one-on-one coachings, be part of Cashflow University and have a full-time sales job on top of it. Right. People are like, how are you doing that? I'm like, well, I didn't start all of them at the same time. I picked up one at a time. You know. Yeah, and right now I'm not even I'm not even investing in real estate currently. All I'm focused on right now is the podcast, growing the community. That's it for an entire year. And now I'm going to pick my head up in 2024 and all of a sudden I'm going to say, "Okay, now it's time to invest in real estate again." And then I can almost guarantee the market's going to be perfectly ready for me to invest in it. So, I'm just sitting on the sidelines just focusing and really staying in my lane. I'm saying no to everything. I said no to the Airbnbs, no to the businesses. I'm just building Action Academy to be the biggest, best freaking community and podcast it can possibly be. I'm pouring all my money into it too. So all my revenue, I invest 30% of my top line back into the show. So it goes right into podcast ads and growth so I can grow it and reach more people. 
So that's my entire jam. That's what I do 24 seven. That's all I think about. I love it. Is there anything else you want to add before you wrap up, Brian? I would just add that you are going to be the main reason that you succeed or fail. Not external circumstances, not where you're from, not who you're around. It's going to be you. So the only thing that's going to hold you back and the only glass ceiling that you're ever going to have is the one that you already built yourself. All right. We all have these stories that we tell ourselves about why we can't have this, why we can't do that. So my advice is get around the people that are where you want to be so you can see that it's possible. And not only is it possible, but that person is not any smarter than you are, not any more deserving than you are, that you are just as deserving and smart as they are. They just had the confidence to take action and they were dumb enough to believe in themselves. So you could do that today. Why don't you tell people how to get in touch with you? Messenger pigeon. Nah, you can get me at the Action Academy podcast or at theactionacademy.co.co. There's a free book there. It's a 27 page guide of how to leave corporate America, travel around the world. I was going to charge like 99 bucks for it, but it's just free. You can go download it at theactionacademy.co or the Action Academy podcast. That's where you can find me. All right. You got it. And I will put that in the show notes. You can follow me on Twitter at adulting is easy. I'm on YouTube at adulting is easy as well. And Instagram at adulting is easy real. If you like this episode, you may also like episode 103 fire in your twenties or episode 138 thinking like an entrepreneur. Thanks again for listening, everybody. Hopefully Brian and I made adulting a little easier for you. (laughs) 